Hello and welcome. This is Jasmine and I'm here with my auntie Sean and we want to show up for you. To have and to normalize conversations together that you may not have had the opportunity to engage in within your generation, your atmosphere, or even your household. We're so glad that you're here with us today. Welcome to showing up for you. Hey guys, we are back for another episode. Today, we are going to be talking about toxic loyalty. In our last episode, we touched on what toxic loyalty looks like. So today, we're going to get ready to unpack that. Anjishan, I'm stressed. How are you feeling about this one, in all honesty? Same. It's very heavy. It's, It's necessary, but it's heavy. It's a lot. Yeah, I... I'm stressed because this is actually, I wouldn't say it's all stress, part of it's excitement, because this is something that I think about a lot, something that I try to, the older that I get, identify in my life. So I really want to jump into the question of how is it that you identify or recognize a toxic relationship? Ooh, ooh, Um, goodness, you're right, because recognizing it is hard. Um, I think for me, um, a toxic relationship looks like more suffering than growth. Mm. So suffering to me can be a number of things. It can be like stress and anxiety, um, magnified insecurities, right? Instead of that comfort of like, you're fine the way you are. It's like this growing insecurity. Right. Um, like one of my favorites is like, not really a favorite it's a horrible thing (laughs) but um loss of control like over yourself like I no longer am making myself happy or happy in the things that you know made me feel at peace it's it's me doing things for somebody or me doing things to please someone else those are I think my like triggers of like this this ain't gonna work yeah Definitely, because identifying, if you've never had to identify something before, where do you start? Mm. You know, and I think with this, it's really hard to recognize or to identify. I would say for me, I notice I'm in a, I'm, my loyalty is toxic or I'm in a toxic relationship is when I notice that I'm overcompensating. Wow. I'm overcompensating um, for somebody else's feelings. I'm even Mm. overcompensating for my feelings, Mm. meaning like I'm trying to convince myself I'm happy when I'm genuinely not. Like if I look, you know, if I were to lay out the context that I'm in and I'm trying to convince myself that I'm happy, like you're overcompensating in a way. I would also say that in moments that I don't recognize who I am anymore, kind of relating back to what I said, like when you kind of lay it out and you're like, you know, I'm trying to convince myself, but seeing that I'm trying to fit in a box for somebody, whether that be my boss, mm. whether that be my friend, whether that be somebody I'm in a romantic relationship with, mm. just um, recognizing that I'm not my best self. Yeah. Okay, that's exhausting. And like you're burning no calories at that. Like I'm listening to you and that's a lot of work Mm. and what are you showing for it you know what I mean um to give up self or compromise or sacrifice self 
Um, not to say we do everything for a return, mm-hmm. but to literally see it go down the drain and like you are continuing to decrease and not even in a spiritual way where it's like, oh Lord, I'm decreasing in me mm-hmm. so that you can increase right. and you can build this temple. It's like, no, I'm just small up in here, right? Mm-hmm. That's exhausting. And I think you said, you know, um, just the, the idea of you and you, you not, I guess, not feeling like you are met in the middle. I heard that. I heard that in you saying that overcompensation. I feel like that sometimes, you know, we're not met in the middle in a relationship. And I feel like that's overreaching. Like there's going to be times in different relationships where you have to do a little bit more work. You know, I look at like um, me and my husband, we have, we've had seasons where like, all right, you got a lot going on and this is where I could step in for this season, right? And then next season, it's my turn. So yeah, there's gonna be that like, I'm doing a little bit more work, but like what I hear you saying is like, no, I'm I'm doing all the work right. and I'm not being met. And that's exhausting. Like I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a lot, um, sadly, but I mean, I've learned from it. I would mm-hmm. say like, I found myself in this situation a lot. Mm-hmm. that I'm constantly overcompensating, you know, as we were thinking about this topic and kind of things that we wanted to touch on immediately at first, what came to my mind was like, when you're always sacrificing, mm-hmm. but I don't think sacrifice necessarily needs to have a co- negative connotation attached right, to it right. because I think that there is healthy sacrifice, mm-hmm. you know, like you had mentioned earlier, you know, with your husband, there's things that he carries or things that you carry Mm -hmm. or you know it goes back and forth but it's all because you are in a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. your loyalty to one another is healthy so sacrifice isn't a bad thing it's actually a really great thing because you know when it is time for the other person to carry something they're willing to do that Mm -hmm. that's so good and it kind of makes me wonder like what at what point did you recognize um that you were in a toxic relationship or that you were experiencing you being toxically loyal like what what gave that away for you yeah i think moments that i found myself in those situations i'm super grateful because i have an awesome tribe and it's usually those people who help me identify when I'm in those moments like Mm -hmm. I have been known and I have no shame sharing this but I've been known to drown myself to the point to where I cannot see above wow and it's hard and it it sucks to be in that place and Mm -hmm. even like you know for my friends and my loved ones who've seen me in those spaces I can only imagine what it feels like for them to actually see somebody that they love so much but Mm -hmm. um, I'm super grateful that I have people in my life who really can help um, identify when I am in a toxic situation, when I have toxic loyalty with someone. Mm -hmm. Um, Even recently, my mom, she pointed out like, hey, this is a situation that you're in, but do you recognize that you keep showing up for somebody who's not showing up for you at all? Whoa. And hearing that come from my mom, I was like, dang, she's right. And if it wasn't for her, I would have continued Mm -hmm. to overcompensate for that person to make them happy when I'm, and it's not always about being considered, but people that you have healthy relationships with, they do consider you at Mm -hmm. least a little bit. And I wasn't being considered in that time. 
So I would definitely say that it's people that are in your life that can help you identify that. But also, I think you get to a point of self-awareness where you can call yourself out to be like, I'm walking into something mm-hmm. that I know is not good for me. Right. So like, I really need to check myself. And I feel like I kind of mentioned this last episode as well, but it's like really knowing like you are the person who is allowing yourself to walk into this. So are you going to continue to walk forward? Or are you going to walk a different way? Whoa. Well, I think it's important to mention, um, just to kind of touch up on something you said, you, you, you talked about a tribe. And I think it's important to mention that it's so good to have, whether it's a group of people, whether it's one person, mm-hmm. whether it's your cat, to have an atmosphere where you can like vent or like outwardly process the things because sometimes it sounds fine in your mind. Yeah. And then you say it out loud and you're like, I'm crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Or like, oh my God, I didn't think that I would ever do that. Right. Or um, you catch yourself like, saying the things that you never thought you would like admit and so I think it's so important to have that tribe I think it's so important to have that atmosphere or that um whatever that looks like a small group a family member a friend mm-hmm. like I said you know even a um, journal even a journal even a journal it's so important because some people are outward processors some people don't hear it or perceive it the same way until they hear themselves you know say it or even you hear your girlfriend say, did, did that make sense to you? You know what I mean? I've You're had right. someone repeat something back to me and they're like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, no, no, I am not. I take it back, I take it back, I take it back. I'm like, I'm just, uh, I need coffee. Right. You, know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's so dope. Like, I think that's important and I think it's super dope. I, I, I want to say that I have an issue with like my recognizing of toxic loyalty looks like approval rather than happiness. Wow. Like, and it's not even with like a partner or a lover or like an intimate relationship. Like it's happened with family members where I'm more concerned about how you're affirming me or if I'm pleasing you or me receiving your um, praise. And it's not even like I need to, um, like I need to be the highlight. It's like, am I enough? Mm-hmm. Like, are you satisfied with my behavior? And when I see myself, when I saw myself, I'm gonna say that because I'm thankfully, like I feel like I'm in a place of recognizing that. Mm-hmm. But when I saw myself be more concerned with being affirmed by someone who wasn't interested in affirming me or um, needing that um, feedback from someone that didn't desire to give that to me, I had to stop because I wasn't concerned about how happy I am when I'm around that person or how valuable our relationship is. And that's the kind of thing that makes me feel like I'm loyal to toxicity. Like I don't wanna be in any any relationship. you know, I don't care if it's my mailman. Like, I don't want to be in any relationship where I feel like I need, I just, I need your, I need to, um, I need your praise to move on or I need your um, approval um, to move on. 
And I think that was a struggle for me. Wow. You know? That's hard, and that's such a hard space to be in, and I think more people are in it Mm -hmm. than we probably even think. Right. Like, I want to ask you a question based off of that thought of going to approval, like, from your family. Why is it that I think, like, in a way, could it be so connected to, like, our identity? Ooh, what do you mean? Like, I would say most people... I'm going to make a generalization here, so I might be a little a little far-fetched. But approval from our family comes from something that's rooted in our identity. Meaning that, like you had mentioned, not good enough. Mm-hmm. I need to pr- you know, prove to you that I am this person there, this like idea you know, of who you think that I am in your head and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, I guess my question is... How do we, how do we unleash from that? How do you break that connection? How do you break that connection of um, my identity or this approval that I'm wanting should actually be rooted in, do you and I have a happy relationship with one another? Mm. Am I bringing value to your life and are you bringing value to my life? Not as in this like surface level of what do I look like to you on the outside? Because really like that's heart stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, here's my theory. Shoot it down if you want. I'm ready. I think that, and I can only speak for my culture, for anybody out there, I am, I, I would be wrong to speak for anything outside of what I know about African-American culture mm-hmm. and just my family, or even not even speaking for the culture, but my family. I feel like we were raised to represent our parents. Like if you walked out the house looking crazy, right? Your right. mom will snatch you right back in that thing. Don't you walk out here looking pretty crazy? People are gonna think that I, right? People are gonna think that I don't feed you. People mm-hmm. are gonna think that I don't. Like, did you that, put lotion on your elbows you and your knees? <laughs> right. Why did you immediately go there? Because we know, we all know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so I think that there is this representation of I have to look a certain way, or a, according to what I'm told, I represent. And that can go any kind of way. It can go to families that are um, very well to do. And hey, like we have a reputation to keep up. That could go anyway. That could go to like um, PKs, pastors, kids, yeah. right? Don't do this. We have we have a church to lead. Like there's so many different ways that can go. And I feel like we were in a position where we represented our parents. So growing up knowing that anything I do can very well get back to my mom or get back to my dad. And I get A, get in trouble, B, make them look bad, C, um, you know, now create a reputation for myself. Like, I don't want it though. I don't want those problems. So what does that lead to? Now I gotta be careful what I do or how I feel free to think because I don't wanna get in trouble by you or I don't wanna do anything to make you look less than A, B, or C, right? Mm -hmm. And so, we grow up with this like, am I am I still right? Am I doing it right? Am I am I on the right path? Am I at the school that you wanted me to go to? Am I wearing what you like? I've caught myself um, being interested in things that my parents were interested in, because that's what brought me closer to them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like my kids, you know, um, I have a boy and a girl, 
And until my son was born, I did not know the ins and outs of an Anglosaurus, right? right? I am a pro in dinosaurology. Because he is a because pro. Because he is a pro. This guy spits dinosaur facts on a daily. Now, I could very well say, I would like for you to be interested in something else, but my whole 34-year-old self mm-hmm. will sit crisscross applesauce on the floor and study dinosaur books with this young man because it makes him happy. And so there's not a necessarily um, a question of, hey, like, mom, am I doing something that makes you pleased or that pleases you? Um, because I want, I want there to be that mutual, like, we're having fun doing something you like too. So just to round my point right back up, because I know I veered, to round it up, like we we are representing our parents. Mm-hmm. We and I know and I know it was out of respect for them. I know that they're not necessarily I don't I'm not saying that they were necessarily trying to control us. Mm-hmm. But going off of that theory, we're bound to go through life wanting to please them or do something that makes them happy. That could extend to grandma and grandpa. Mm-hmm. That could extend to aunties and uncles. That could extend to cousins. Mm-hmm. I mean, like all my aunts, they sing. Mm-hmm. So guess what I did? I sang, like, because we sing and like, I want, you know what I mean? To, to have that in common with them. So there's so much that I guess that could be taken the wrong way. And then there's like these happy commonplaces. Yeah. And so where it can go wrong, I feel, is when we feel like it's every single move that we need to like check in on that. Yeah. No, you're right on point. It's I mean, that's one context that right, of like a family. But in more of a general sense, why do people stay? Are you you're not ready for this? Oh, I'm ready because <laughs> I need answers. This is for you, but this is for me. There's a few things like I feel like it can be like loyalty, like we're talking about, right? Like we feel like because we've been together for so long or because you're my family or because we've been through this one situation together, we've struggled through this. Like I owe you this investment, right? Um... I think that it could also be a fear of growth. You know, I think that it could be, um, it's, it's, yeah, I think it's, it's, I think there's, there's so many answers. Like, I don't choose one. Like, what do you? (laughs) Yeah. I think also, I just want to mention, like, we're absolutely sensitive to all people's situations. Absolutely. You know, like there, everybody has their things that happen and their situations that you and I have not been, you know, in, and we're just solely speaking like from our experience. And And we wouldn't, we would never speak to something that we, yes, I agree with you, Jasmine. Yeah. But I would say if I had to put it in one word, it'd be comfort. We stay because of comfort. When you find something comfortable, mm-hmm. you don't have to do a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You don't have to make any changes. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I'm going to sit here and be stagnant, but that does not mean that you're thriving, right? Right. And I think a big thing that I've experienced is not being able to see a different reality for myself. Mm. You know, when I, I used the metaphor earlier of like, I'm drowning and I can't see the surface. 
could not see another reality for myself. I couldn't see a different situation that I could be in. I couldn't see something that was better, mm-hmm. you know, because I thought the friendship with this this person, like, they just brought me so much to my life. And, like, how am I getting a better, you know, a better friend than they are? Mm-hmm. But in all actuality, they don't care about you. Mm-hmm. You were a, we mentioned this offline, like, you were a reason friend. Ooh. Or you were a seasonal friend. Therefore, there was a lesson in that for you or the other person. Or right. there was, um, like, a seasoned friend. You were you were temporary. Yeah. That's not a bad thing right. whatsoever. But, you know, when you leech on to something like that, like, hey, you got to let that go. Like, cut Your the fat. Season like season is over. Right. You know? Um, so I would definitely say, like, not being able to see a different reality for yourself. But also, it's the fear of unknown. That's good. To be able to you know, be courageous and, you know, step out and create your own reality. Like that's scary Mm -hmm. because there's no path that's perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, things are hard and that's why comfort is so comforting. Like, it's just like, this is my warm and cozy place, even though it sucks and it's dark and it's rainy, Mm -hmm. but I don't have to go anywhere. Whereas like, you know, stepping out to the unknown, like there's just endless possibilities. But if you have a perspective to see it differently, Mm-hmm. then you'll leave right it's the um the children of israel cycle right where you know moses is like hey i got something better for y'all mm-hmm. you know we're gonna suffer a little bit but let's go and you know there's a, a point where they're like take us back to pharaoh at least we knew that that struggle you got us out here in this desert mm-hmm. <laughs> right right but at least we're used to this um, suffering at least we're used to this like we want to go back to that suffering not realizing like there's something better on the other side that's good right there uh, so with that I think it's scary about um, toxic loyalty is like I think people stay because of the time put in like there's this misconception that like time is just as good of an investment as money it is not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right it's not like you will have people say like yeah you know they've done me wrong but like we've known each other for 15 years so and i like here's how i see it okay um we're we're based in washington y'all and i'm from la and i i literally like to drive from washington to california like a mad person (laughs) (laughs) i like it okay so Washington and California, it's the five straight up, right? If I were driving and somehow I got on the wrong freeway and ended up going towards Vegas or whatever, I wouldn't just keep going towards Vegas. I'd realize I'm going the wrong way and I'd take my butt back to the five and go to California. Mm Going the wrong way for a long time doesn't make me want to keep going the wrong way, right? Like at some point I'm like, I don't care how long I've been on this wrong freeway, I have to get back to where I was trying to go in the first place. So when I hear people say, well, I've known them for so long, even though I've, I know you've been unhappy for so long, or even though I know you've suffered in this relationship for so long, I'm like, why would you continue going the wrong way in a relationship when you can take your behind right out and go towards a happier self, a happier you. And I think that's a huge 
struggle. Mm -hmm. You're not going to meet anybody that's like, well, I've been on this road for three hours. I might as well just keep going. I'm going to end up on the East Coast, y'all. I'm not going to Virginia. No, I'm going to California. (laughs) Gotta go. Gotta go. Right? So that sounds so silly to me. But like we do it, right? And I'm not, like everybody's situation is different, like we've said. There's no judgment. There's nothing wrong with how you process or perceive that. My goal or my desire for anybody listening is that your awareness is on 10. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm not saying you're going to handle it the way that I'm doing it. You're not going to handle it the way that Jasmine does. You just have to learn yourself and what that awareness looks like. Because you could very well be like, I know how bad my relationship is, but guess what? It's serving a purpose for me right now, and I'm fine right here. So I don't need your little chat up, okay? Showing up for you podcast. Like, you could very well. But we're in your ears, though. So (laughs) you could very well, and that's your world. Like, you know what I mean? But that's that's, that's something that I I have to keep telling myself is like, you can't keep going the wrong way. Mm -hmm. You know? Because also, if you keep going the wrong way, you're not growing towards where you're trying you to are go. Not. You're literally like wrong direction. Mm-hmm. The growth that you're trying to have happen in Washington mm-hmm. is not going to happen on the East Coast. Right. It's probably going to be more difficult because you waste time you driving can't. the other way. Right. Right. You were supposed to be going to California, girl. <laughs> right. Wrong way. Let's turn around. And like, I think speaking to growth recognizing that you might be hindering somebody else's growth as well Mm. because i think that's why you know i'll speak to like friendships for instance Mm -hmm. i've stayed friends with people for much longer than i needed to because i couldn't put my pride aside Mm. to leave even though i knew it'd probably be better for them too because I think in our heads, like, sometimes we're like, well, they, they just need us in our lives. Like, if they did not tell you, do not make assumptions. Mm-mm. Do not make assumptions that mm-hmm. that person needs you in their life because they probably have other friends. They probably, they have family members. There's probably other people in their lives. So I think it's um, wrong mm-hmm. for us to make assumptions that we should be in people's lives. So, um, you know, if we're really invested in people the way that some of us claim to be, like, mm-hmm. we shouldn't be invested enough or care enough to be able to exit. Wow. For both parties. Right. Like, it's it's selflessness and it's like, I want you to grow. And I, either I'm not prepared to help you grow mm. or I, I don't want, you know, I, it, it, you know, I don't want to. I've seen relationships where it's like, hey, like, I'm not in the position to support you while you chase your dream this way. I'm, I, I'm doing something else. And like, at that rate, let that go. You know, so there's different reasons and like nobody's saying that there's anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But I think you're right. It's like for the sake of the other person, if you recognize that, if you're aware, like we are not it, you know, um, that's good right there. But that does take a lot of like that. That that takes awareness. Like that's brave too. like. I think ultimately, like all things come back to self-awareness, really. Mm -hmm. And like you said, if your self-awareness is on a 10, let the other dominoes fall. Yeah. You know, you good, sis. You good, Mm -hmm. bro. Um, You know, it's crazy. And not. I think what I've been avoiding this this topic right here, the whole podcast, guys. So (laughs) my biggest issue with toxic loyalty is um, I don't know if anybody has ever been told this, um, 
you have to forgive them. They're your family. Like, have you ever, has anybody ever said that to you? Like, I know that they did you wrong and I know they keep hurting you, but that's your brother. That's your sister. That's your uncle. Like, it's, there's so much that I think is wrong with that um, for a few reasons. It's not, it's not my job to put my relationship with someone over like the humane things that are going on. Like it's, it's your job to be a good human first. Before you are a relative, you are a human being. And it is your job to be responsible for these humane or inhumane acts towards other people. Right. Secondary is the fact that you are a relative to me. So if you are responsible for being a good human, I'm looking at you as another human and I'm, I have a right to process, forgive, um, um, ask for forgiveness. I have a, I have a, a, a right to do that however I need to. It is inappropriate, I feel, to force someone to get over something or forgive someone or stay in a toxic relationship or continue suffering because that is your family member, I think that is wrong. Yeah, and it's good. so hindering. Mm -hmm. Like we feel like our family or our like close friends can do anything to us and we have to forgive them. And that's abuse. Like, mm -hmm. let's just say it plain and simple. Yep. You know, you, um, you might have family members that like shoot your dreams down and make you feel silly for being, um, emotional or make you feel silly for um even being imaginative right and it's it's hurtful mm -hmm. um to have to excuse that behavior because that's your family and i think that it can get um it can just it can it could be really hindering to growth absolutely right? and just to say it long-term growth Oh, yeah. Because so much, I feel, as to what you're saying, it's long-term. Mm -hmm. Those are things that are long-lasting. They show up mm -hmm. in different moments of your life. They hinder your growth in your career mm -hmm. when you're trying to make new friends, when mm -hmm. you're trying to trust somebody romantically, mm -hmm. when you're you know, wanting to step out and mm -hmm. do something courageous because you imagine something so incredible that could mm -hmm. change the world, but because you have these voices in your head that says, like, no, you just dream too big. That product could change the world. You better create okay. it and you go ahead and Shoot cash your check. Your right. <laughs> Get your money because we're about that too. <laughs> but, you know, like, I, yeah. I want to ask you a question. Do you think that a toxic relationship or toxic loyalty to somebody can turn around? Do I think it can turn around? Absolutely. Absolutely. What is that? How has that played out in your life or what does that look like? It's being willing to be aware. I, like you, you said it, it goes back to awareness, wanting to see yourself from a different perspective. Um, I see it as, you know, if you and I are in a relationship, um, you know, even you and I is, is in Nice, um, I could very well demean you underhandedly. I could speak to you in a demeaning way. You might not, or you might grow the, um, the, the, the bravery, I guess, 
to one day say, okay, not, not anymore, Auntie Sean, that's enough. Mm -hmm. If I'm willing, if I love you the way I say I love you, or I want to be, you know, in your life the way I say I want to be in your life, it might be hard for me to swallow, but my job is to say, okay, so how am I, how, how, what am I doing to make you feel this way? And okay, I'm going to try to change that. It might be hard and I'm going to take a correction, but I'm going to change that. And it's the steps after it's, am I now becoming aware, even if it means like me and you having a conversation and I'm like, was that fine? Do you feel fine after that conversation? But it takes for you to be willing to be aware or willing to want to, I feel, make that change. Because if we're honest, we've all done toxic things to somebody else. Right. We all have. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's as heavy as you think it is, but it could be a behavior that, like for my family, we are sarcastic. We will make fun of everything. That's not everybody else's family. Right. Y'all better be ready. <laughs> right? Like yeah. when I say the roasting session starts before you even get up. It is. But everybody isn't like that. Mm -hmm. And so there may be a time that someone's like, hey, Sean, I, I don't. I don't welcome that here. Yeah. Me being willing to change that. And, they not, and it's not that like what I was doing was so hurtful. It's that this is just something that doesn't fit this person's personality. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, we could all have our version of toxicity or being toxic. But at the end of the day, are we willing to fix that? Are we willing to accommodate the other person and not make them feel like they're compromising their peace by being in a relationship or connection with us? Yeah, I want to say that you have always been in my life somebody who approaches conversation with such honesty but also with delicacy thank you i think that is something that's so huge and outside of our personal relationship just story, you know moments that you're talking with your family or your friends mm -hmm. like if you hear about because i think like not all conversations have to be defined as hard conversations true i want to mention that as well asking telling somebody does this make you uncomfortable it's not a hard conversation it's an honest question mm -hmm. but it's like you know your tone of voice can make it delicate or whatnot mm -hmm. but all that to say i don't think that happens often enough right where that delicacy is met with that honesty right because that can totally change the trajectory of going from something that's toxic to shifting to something that's healthy mm -hmm. because you just want to know right for the better of everybody here mm. I'm so appreciative that we're able to have these conversations. I'm also very thankful to you guys that actually have the time or like gave us a piece of your day to listen, even if it's in bits and pieces. Thank you for um, giving us that space to outwardly process this. And we would actually really love your feedback. Um, if you haven't had the chance, visit our Instagram page. Um, we we love to see comments we love to see feedback yeah. um and you guys like we're open to opinions we are not always right we are not the end-all be-all of these topics we are simply sharing the um, awareness that we've gained because just like you all we've we've been through this stuff so again y'all thank you for joining us for this and um uh, we're excited to hear um how y'all feel about toxic loyalty 
Tell us about your toxic relationships because we spill, all got them. Spill the tea. So you guys, thank you. And um, we're going to see you guys next time. See you soon. Bye.